This week on the Push Willows podcast, we chat about arching during your pressing. Uh, would you rather have an experienced or educated coach? And we cover that biscuit list that you've been waiting for. Three, two, one. I'm about to start my podcast bedtime muscle routine. Hey guys, welcome <laughs> to the Push Podcast with myself, Damik. And me, Tom Hall. Sorry, mate, what? I kind of uh, <laughs> I kind of left you like speechless there. I was flicking through my saved posts and I could see the uh, bedtime muscle routine that we covered a couple oh. of weeks ago. And uh, it made me chuckle, so I repeat it again. So. That, was the first time, that was the first time I nearly hadn't, haven't said it. Like, I was like, Weird, mate. Just a hook, That's mate. hook to bring you in, Dan. It's fine. Um, what's going on, man? All good, mate. I'm just drinking my Dr. Pepper Zero, which is still the best diet drink you can possibly find in the world. Um, some of our listeners don't know what the fuck they're talking about. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, I'm just wow. sipping on one of these, mate, enjoying a cold one. Um, and, yeah, just watching the nutritional world go by. How about yourself? Um, yeah, I'm currently on a Pepsi Max. It's a staple, but... Yeah. Staple. It's fine. They're on sale. Um, well, that's right. the only reason you get them. I thought exactly. <laughs> they were on yeah. sale. They were like eighty-five p off, which isn't very much, but eh, every no. every penny, mate. So yeah. oh, exactly, mate. When you live in a penthouse, mate, you got to pay the maids. <laughs> put all every the penny in. So all the pennies out. Um, apart from that, had my MRI today. Um, that's fun. And, and you, they've confirmed fun. you do have the hips of an eighty-year-old. Yes, I do. Also, thanks to. <laughs> I'll give uh, Alex Smith. Uh, point, wanted to point out that uh, he want, they were looking for my abs. So, yeah, thanks, mate. They didn't find them. Unfortunately no. not, no. They're long, long gone. So, I don't definitely. think we ever, they've ever existed, they, mate. They've existed, just in... Uh, my ab has definitely existed, but, you know, doesn't need to be. doesn't need to be there, does it? It's fine. Too much work. Too much work instead of training, yeah, unfortunately. You're too, you're too busy, Tom. Too you're one of those people who are just too busy, Just mate. too busy for life. Uh, yeah. You can still watch Catfish, though, can't I? I was about to say, you can <laughs> do podcasts and watch Catfish, but other than that... Other than that, know. it's just no time. Yeah, like a, yeah it's, it's fine. I ain't got a gym anywhere near me, so we're fine. Um, yeah, mate. So, busy week. It's been a busy day. MRIs are excruciatingly boring and very loud. Um, but the good thing is, having one on your hips, you can actually like lay pretty still. Last mm. one I had was on my wrist. Ooh! Awkward position, 40 minutes, don't move your hands. Try that. Brilliant. Really awful. Obviously, when I'm pretty sure I did doze off during this one a couple of times. I was quite tired. But it's actually quite, it was kind of relieving. It was like, it's going to be really loud. I was like, I'm going to be fine. You're giving me a pillow. I'm laying down. <laughs> I'm just yeah, I, just like, I, I had mine on my I hip. And just it was closed like, my eyes. I was so glad that my head poked out the end. And I yeah, same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, thank God for that. I and then like, I was like, okay, cool. I can lie here. I can lie here. It's fine. I got like, was it fucking oh, magic radio playing? Um, mm. Which wasn't great. The last place I went to, uh, they actually asked me what band I wanted playing on Spotify. And I was like, that's cool. I'd rather that. But yeah, I had to listen to magic. I don't really listen to the radio, only podcasts and music. So uh, yeah. Did you, get private? did you get private, mate? I did go private, of course. Oh, yeah. there you go, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, God. I'm waiting yeah. for the NHS. It's Come fine. On, mate. No, I actually... No, I, I you, will be, you will be 80 by the time you have an MRI. <laughs> exactly. No, I've, I've got a weird deal because uh, part of my dad's 
uh, pension, he got private healthcare for all his family for life. So that was one of his parameters. Oh, it didn't. It didn't come through the penthouse. Doesn't come through the penthouse. Doesn't come through ah. me. Which I've just got a nice enough father to put it on, yeah. put it for me. So which is cool, I guess. Very nice. Yeah. yeah. I remember. So, when I, I remember when I worked in London. I I, I think I had private healthcare. Yeah. Um, I think it was like forty quid a month or something because to me it was yeah, to yeah. me it was like it's a thing. It well, has to it has to be done. If you're a trainer, I, like, I totally yeah, agree. Yeah, if you're a trainer, yeah. it's like it's like hang on a minute, forty quid a month for this, so that if I was injured, I can get fixed pretty quickly. Yeah. Um. And and yeah, I was just lucky that I think I had it. I had private healthcare, and then my issue with my hip came up, and I was like, within I think within a week, I was seeing the um the consultant for the GB athletics team, like literally Doug. Just said, oh yeah, I know this guy. He works at this hospital. It's all private. You'll be fine. Get it through your healthcare. And he was like, yeah, cool. And within a week, I was seeing him. And then I was like, oh, that's really weird. And then Doug was like, oh yeah, I'll come along because I haven't seen him for a while. I want to come along. Anyway, he couldn't make the appointment for whatever reason. This was the second appointment. Um, he couldn't come along because he was busy or he got pulled into a meeting somewhere. And when I got there, I realised why Doug wanted to come because the doctor pulled out this fucking huge needle and was injecting it into my hip. <laughs> I was like, brilliant, thanks, mate. So like, they went into like into the groin, like yeah. into it, right into the hip bone, and yeah, I just got jabbed with uh, with cortisone right in my hip. So you imagine how big the needle had to be to go into my leg, into my hip capsule, yep. like into my fucking hip. It was the most painful thing I've ever experienced in my life. And he was like, "Is the anaesthetic working?" I'm like, "Don't think so, mate. I don't think I can get into bone." Somehow. <laughs> um, yeah, it was just fucking horrible. And then I was like. I messaged Doug as soon as I finished. I was like, I know why you wanted to come now, you fucking dickhead. <laughs> um, he just wanted to see me ride around in pain. But, um, Who wouldn't? Yeah, no, uh, on, totally on a, we've gone off topic a little bit. But yeah, as a, as a PT, I genuinely believe that is an investment that you should be looking at. Because to get personal private cover for one person, and if you don't smoke and don't really drink a huge amount and you're under the age of 40, it's pretty cheap, to be fair, because they kind of know that the only way you're going to get injured is if you get hit by something or you have a sport injury um just don't tell them you play sports or anything even if you do um because that might make your premiums a bit higher but i, I can't i can't remember what i told i think i told them i was a personal trainer um but yeah i just think it's worth looking at for, for a lot of people um because it makes a hell of a difference it does yeah it's a good idea 100 percent but, I mean, but at the moment i mean i'm stuck behind a desk so there's not really yeah, there's much not much in injuries you can do right like, no. arthritis maybe too much typing too much uh, talking, yeah. probably. Clicking. Job arthritis. Brilliant. Um, yeah, but also, did you... You hadn't released your shiny head before last week, had you? Oh, maybe I hadn't, actually. Maybe not. My little car, little cartoon character. <laughs> uh, it's going to be so much more than just a shiny head. Don't you worry, mate. I'm going to wow. have a shiny, shiny butt. This um, is uh, Biceps Banner After Hours. Yeah, yeah. So uh, <laughs> we actually had a meeting today, actually, with Nat, who designed all our stuff, and we talked about, um, yeah, just like how things are going to look on social media and all our colorings and stuff. Which, who knew, are quite important. Apparently, we can't just throw loads of colors at something and it, it works. You have to actually think about it, and Wait, what? So you have to pay a professional to do it. Um, so yeah, we've got loads of ideas now with the with the characters and, and kind of where we want to take them, and and like they're gonna. Um, yeah, we, we want them to kind of become their own entity, I suppose, in a way. Like, I know it's a bit weird, but, you know, it's one of those things, I think, with Instagram where people are so egotistical about posting about themselves all the time and their physique or their bodies. It's like this is a way that you can post and get your personality across without being quite egotistical. And it's about, like, you as a person. And there's only so many ab pictures you can post before you get a bit sick and tired of seeing them. Um, so it's kind of a nice way to 
get information across and at some point hopefully um like i said they'll they'll develop um as, as their own kind of little characters and stuff um but we'll see what the future holds with that um for now it's just going to be there will be on infographs and um stuff like that and, and like you say how we put our our content out on social media but um keep an eye out for them yeah and hopefully maybe at some point soon we'll get merchandise with them on as well i mean uh, hopefully sometime dan will get hair on them I mean, he's not going to grow any hair, is he? <laughs> yeah, like I have got my hair. I've just been so lazy. This, sure. I mean, this is this is the thing. Like, this is the f- when you showed it to us, I saw it pre-release, and uh, there's the, the one thing we we're like, we got you got more, you got a luscious beard on your character, and to be fair, he's actually Dan's got more hair than it shows on there. Yeah, I've, I, I've seen I, Dan in person. Does, believe it or not, it does he's definitely got look, more hair. It does, it does make me look a little bit bolder than I am because yeah. as well because Nat's kind of like accentuated like the bit around as well like there <laughs> i haven't really got that but she was like no nah, but it's just funny isn't it and i was like yeah, funny for you but yeah so um and it's just annoying because you can't really pick on mike for anything it's like, no, oh, it's just, like so, just a normal good looking lad so as, as usual i got all the fucking shit like oh your arms are too big brilliant Thank <laughs> you. yeah i know like i'm well aware of that as i know yeah. more than anyone like you i know what it's a cartoon it's fine yeah it's like i can do what the fuck like, I want wait a minute popeye oh no wait yeah <laughs> it's just yeah so it but no we 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 added that and like i say it's pretty exciting to see where they'll go funniest thing is i showed um i showed the the character to my um to my stepdad and uh i was like oh, so what do you think and he was like oh yeah they're, they're good i think um although i'm not really sure you should be holding pizza that's not really a good message to be sending and i was just like oh my god <laughs> there's your audience <laughs> don't worry about it don't worry um so that was quite amusing um, pizza's yeah. are the devil basically mate That's yeah it. just we like I was, so yeah, I was like yeah all step downs think that we're fine hashtag, hashtag flexible dying uh, <laughs> yeah so hopefully yeah hopefully you guys like it I'd love to know love to know what you think about it but um, we uh, yeah we decided to go with yeah if you haven't given Dan your feedback do it now tell me how fucking shy I am tell me how bold I am and how small my arms are go on everyone else fucking has you might as well do it you as might well. as well do a penis joke in there whilst you're there so I mean I would so I mean but, you can't see but, the, you can't see the penis on the character but then you can't see the penis on the character you beat everybody to it great yeah. Beat just it. recite that joke. It's okay. I don't mind that. It's fine. That's all I do to your story. So um, we actually need to talk about some uh, exercising and <laughs> the fitness part of our podcast. Uh, we will be talking about biscuits because clearly somebody from Muscle Food is in our podcast group or listens to us. We don't know. And since Tim posted, we should do a biscuit one. We'll do the biscuit one. We already were going to do that. And then suddenly yeah. we get tags about five times in, this, in about half an hour in the biscuit post. So <laughs> let's rip this. Mm-hmm. Um, but we, well, that's way down the line, right? So we've got a few actual topics to talk about. Believe it or not, Dan. I oh, know, mental. I think, I think, I think our next one we should do like best green veg. <laughs> best green let's, veg. I mean, let's let's see if they go. Don't know one. on an audio podcast that winking's good, Dan. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> but all right, um, wings. Yeah, it's fine. We're gonna talk. Let's talk about uh, something Lindsay posted in uh, the community group. Get in there if you're not in there. Sometimes people post relevant stuff. Um, sometimes we ignore it, um, which is fine. But also, we, we were talking about, is it arching during the bench press or during pe- pressing? It was, it was bench pressing, wasn't it? It was barbell bench pressing that was in the post. Yeah. Um, but we can go into 
this a little bit more in depth, I guess, and give more clarity to the answers that we actually wrote back. Um, and maybe what are the, the two sides of the story? Um, and then, because obviously this is something that I'm guessing everybody who listens to the show does some, some sort of press in their life. Um, when they're training so we can look at that um, and then there was an interesting post by uh, one of my fellow educators Luke so I'd like to talk about that because I think it'll be an interesting topic and it will divide a lot of people um, it might divide me and Dan I don't know probably won't but we, we don't know I'm going to say we'll probably sit on the fence because we're boring bastards but yeah we'll be fine alright mate so arching during a bench press a barbell bench press mate what is the story? Should, so when we say arching, we mean spinal, kind of. So we're creating what is a lordotic curve. Neutral, that kind of spine that we've generally got, hopefully. Yeah. If we've, it should be a natural lordotic curve. Um, but what is the premise? And why do people do it? Why do people not do it? Well, this, the, the, the reason people do the arch is because you enable better leg drive which enables you to push into the floor better and it keeps your lower body tight it also allows thoracic extension which means that you um get your chest in a preferential position in terms of how easy it is to move the bar uh, because you can recruit more of your chest and there's also less distance for the bar to move um and you recruit you know more shoulder and all this sort of stuff um it's just basically a stronger position. You brace more uh, and you don't just use your chest. You use your shoulders, triceps, your lats, your glutes, your quads, everything. It's a whole body exercise. Like, yeah, the proper, full body proper, push. Yeah, the proper bench press is not a, a pu- it's not a push exercise. It's a whole body pressing movement. Like It's not just about your chest, for example. Common misconception. Um, and then, of course, like in bodybuilding, like the, the theory is, well, you should be isolating the muscle groups you're trying to work Um it's not just about moving the load, it's how you move it, which again, technically is correct. Um, but it leads people to kind of be in this all or nothing camp where it's like, should a bodybuilder do a powerlifting style bench press? And my view for 99% of people is it doesn't matter, literally doesn't matter. Because if you're a bodybuilder and all you program is barbell bench press and all you do is four sets of barbell bench press or five sets twice a week and you do powerlifting style, then you're an idiot because you're not doing enough volume to grow your chest. Um, if you are a bodybuilder who just focuses on machine flies and dumbbell flies and doesn't do any pressing because they don't want to recruit their shoulders and triceps, you're an idiot because you're going to lift more load by doing a pressing movement which puts more load for your chest. So it's not really an all or nothing or a which is best because it doesn't matter because you should be doing everything. You should be doing it all. You should be doing a heavy bench press. And if you're doing a heavy bench press – for anywhere between, say, six to one reps. You should be doing it at powerlifting style because it's safer, it's stronger, and you're going to get better overall muscle recruitment in your whole upper body from lifting heavier loads, um, which is going to see you grow. And you can then, from there, once you've got motor unit recruitment from doing that, you can then go and do incline dumbbell press for eight to ten reps, and you can control the movement with just your pecs, and you can focus on that solely. Then you can do some machine flies, and then you can do some press-ups to failure, whatever you want to do. But... You get the all-encompassed view of it all there. But if you're doing the bench press with your feet on the bench, for example, and you're solely focusing on just isolating your pecs, you're not lifting as much load as you could be, which then maybe won't stimulate the muscle fibers as much as it could do for overall pressing ability, which means then you can't press heavier weights later on in the session. Um, 
because you just don't have the neural drive though. You're not getting as strong as you could be. So if you're getting stronger on the bench press by doing it like that, and it means you can then dumbbell bench press heavier weights, even though you're using your pecs the majority of the time, you're going to be getting stronger. Um, so it's kind of like, it's, it's kind of a moot point. It's not really a, a, a kind of a, a question in my mind. Um, it would be that you should do both. Like there's no like there's no re- if you're a bodybuilder and you're not doing enough volume and you're just doing barbell bench press then you're not going to grow, but not because of the barbell bench press is the wrong position just because you're not doing enough volume in your chest. Um, likewise, if you're just doing bodybuilding style bench press uh, and loads of flies and not really pressing that much and not really using your shoulders and triceps, your pressing strength isn't going to increase, and your strength will increase. Um, sorry, if you were to go with the stronger movements, your strength will increase, which means you can lift more load in other lifts and in other rep ranges. Um, yeah, basically. I don't know. Maybe Tom has a different view. But. <laughs> no, concur, mate. Um, I think we briefly short, talked about it as well, and we kind of we both agree with each other when we answered back. Um, I tried to play devil's advocate from the more strength kind of mechanical point of view when i wrote back to Lindsay, um because it was a very the the way she wrote it was from a bodybuilding kind of style and i'm not saying but basically yeah there's two camps two schools of four is powerlifting style use air quotes right here and bodybuilding style um but what is what i guess what we really need to know is what what is general population style is probably what will be more beneficial for most of the people that we're training mm. um and that'll be however they normally set up and probably i'm going to make them as tight as possible so they're not wiggling around they've got less chance of injury and if that means i'm going to lock them into a powerlifting style then yeah cool so the only precursor that i would have mechanically and from a like a rehab prehab point of view i would make them do a natural curve not a crazy powerlifting arch let me get that straight i'm not making Mm -hmm. them do a glute bridge massive arch thoracic extension and then drop their feet down to be pinned that's not what most of my guys do some of them do vj do it i literally forced him into this position because we've we've hit a sticking point i want to recruit more um but We'll we'll go through that maybe way down the line when I'm like, all right, you probably reached an advanced stage of pressing. You're well over like hitting your body weight for like eights or tens. Let's start doing that. But yeah, you're going to do a natural curve. And the only issue you would have is any lumbar spinal issues. That That's it. If you've got lumbar spine issues, any kind of bulges, disc issues, blah, 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 that's when you don't do the curve, in my opinion. Um, and yeah, if you want to just target your chest, but let me draw out what is going to be a classic benching push day more than likely is because people are splitting their workouts normally into, yeah, push, pull legs, right? We're going push days, like upper, lower, whatever. But I'm going to guess no matter what in those days, they're going to have barbell bench press, some sort of dumbbell incline, dumbbell decline, some sort of other press, push ups, yeah, drop setting, close grip press, anything. So does it, it? You're hitting enough volume chest-wise anyway in those later stuff. So why not? Why not have an exercise where you are going for some real absolute recruitment and real kind of leg neural drive? That would be my argument to do that. So you're suddenly potentiating your whole body. You feel like you worked out a little bit more, and then going into that. So my argument would be to do the curve slightly not do it crazily and then make sure you're pushing into the ground because I feel like it's lost energy and lost energy is not cool. I'd rather be pushing that bar away. So, I think the other thing as well is like, is the other, 
is the thoracic extension you get in that position also means you stretch your chest more. So yeah. like if you didn't get that thrusting extension and you stayed pretty flat, then your chest again, it's not a stretch in that bottom position. Like, yeah, you're stretching it at the you know, the point where it, it you know inserts into the humerus. But from that point there, if you've got that thrusting extension, you're actually stretching it out further. So it can actually it can actually recruit more of the muscle. And again, eccentric loading, potential for growth, like is important. So there's you you can argue about it until fucking cows come home, I suppose, but I just don't see why you wouldn't do it that way no. um, other than like you said if you're injured or, or anything like that because it's not only from that point of view but actually it's safer and more stable so why would you not do it that way because it's a much much so stronger the stability purpose as well because if as soon as you go into threat think about some of your rows or with your clients what do you say when you're squatting or you're deadlifting you go chest up right that's the, that's thoracic extension pretty much chest up and suddenly what happens if you're leaving your shoulder back where it was you're you're your scapula like thoracic joint so your your shoulder blade on your thorax that doesn't rise up with you it depresses and suddenly we're in a real cool like stable position the the whole kind of pin your shoulder it's not back like we hear the like trainers like yeah gonna crush my finger which is which is kind of right like putting your finger in between the shoulder blades but it's probably more down we probably want to hit them down not like winging back to take them so it's like yeah crush my finger get that with your like flies or when you're pressing back into the into the bench which is the issue as well when you're only really just trying to recruit chest and you're not pinning it's very hard to pin your shoulders back without going into thoracic extension it's kind of an awkward position to be in you're like really squeezing your lat on i'm trying to do it as we as i taught this and i'm like i don't really I, i want to crank my chest up and be in that position um so yeah but the shoulder down set kind of you've got your I don't know shoulder blades in your back pockets is what I say so I want them driving down there it's going to be a better position to be in safer they're not going anywhere because it can't go down it's only going to come up so which is all cool as if your lower traps actually firing on you've got massive upper traps awesome but probably unstable because it's probably completely overactive but it's fine but yeah I would say do it on the heavier sets I mean the only reason ugh, I don't know. I mean, the premise I said, Dan, was like, you're still going to be, yeah, like I said, you're still going to be hitting that on a normal push day, on an upper day anyway. So do it. And even if you're only doing one set of bench as well, like, I, I only do, not one set, one benching exercise or one pressing exercise, but I was saying I was doing like six to eight sets of threes. I'm going to be going full blown, full body, everything. Um, I'd the, only... thing, the thing, the thing with it as well is like Brett Contreras did that bit of research and he basically showed that up to 100% rep max, the difference between a muscle recruitment between like 100% yeah. rep max and it was to, 70% it, it was it, just was was delts and triceps. Yeah. It's like actually your chest recruitment. Your chest plateaued completely from exact... 60% to 100. It literally stayed static. And, and then the only thing that, that was coming up, bench press, yeah. you know that because you get to that sticking point and you go fuck my triceps and your shoulder. That's when your shoulders t- and triceps take over. So, so some, again, if you look at that research and going, actually, if you're doing barbell bench press as a chest builder, then just do something else, probably like <laughs> like just choose, you choose the dumbbell variation or whatever. Because like I don't do it, I don't do it in my program at the moment. You go but, top three, Dan, right off the cuff, top three chest building exercises that you would not do instead of barbell bench press. That I would not do. That you would do. Like sorry. Would do. Right. <laughs> um, well, I would just, I would do, for a start, I would do dumbbell press, I'd do incline dumbbell press, and I would do, I mean, even like a machine chest press, because just because you can focus Bang. on it more and you can, there. and you can think more about your chest if that's what you're trying to grow, um, 
if you're a powerlifter, then you do barbell bench press. There's a reason you do it, like because you compete in it. And there's and again, but there's also a reason as well about why a lot of powerlifters do a lot of overhead pressing is because they get stronger shoulders and stronger triceps, so that when they come to do their bench press, it carries over more. Like, there's a reason you do that, and in, I just think it's it, it. Again, it's like a it's a moot point. Is I just don't think it's 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 a discussion. It's just it's a moot point, mate. Moot point. Moo point. Moo point. It, yeah. But even as a bodybuilder, like if you wanted to do it, there, there's still no reason not to not to do it that way. Um, because, like I said, the volume should be from other exercises. Yeah, I think if you do that as a bodybuilder, I think you're probably you're stopping yourself from getting better. I think, from my perspective. But, but, you know, but there, there's also a lot of there's also a lot of bodybuilders out there who just say, "Look, it's about lifting as heavy as possible, as heavy as you can, and doing the comp- yeah. heavy compounds." And they'll, they'll do bench and they get strong. But I guarantee the way they do the bench is they probably do it more like a powerlifting star because they want to lift more weight than they do with any other way. Um, and you know, the only other difference with bodybuilding star would be maybe you don't go all the way down to your chest and let the tension off. Maybe, but again, I think we're really arguing about fucking zero point one percent things <laughs> don't matter. Like uh-huh. it's just get in there and bench. You're gonna. You know, your chest right, Dude, just... t- touch and go bench, smash it. Let's go. Yeah, easy and yeah, do a nice little dotted curve. Look at it. I've done a. I did a whole benching series the other day. Go look at that on Instagram. It's fine. Yeah. The only reason you did that, the reason you did that is because you can't do legs at the moment, mate. Oh mate, no. That is was because. Hip... Has it been like a year now? Your hip's been fucked. I think about it's eleven, long... eleven months. Yeah, it's been a long time. It's been a long time, isn't it? Yeah. So, and I've got an. Uh, Atrophy has actually taken place, so which is the the, the crazy thing. <laughs> Obviously, I'm probably about like a kilo down. If only like you knew on that like, side. If only you knew like the biomechanics of like lifts and stuff. I know, like, how right? To sure that you didn't hurt yourself. Be really good. <laughs> so just the, just the background theory of what I think. Obviously, we'll find out later next week on uh, Pushball. We're gonna actually find out what <laughs> yeah, what, what is wrong with my hip. But I think it's a underlying issue with my uh, my back I took from impact injury so I got a hematoma that I think knocked out a bit of my lumbar out of well, something and that has correlated when I went straight from that about three months later I was prepping for a powerlifting meet probably a bit dumb because yeah my lumbar wasn't probably wasn't in a good place pelvis kind of decided to or adductor on my left side decided to kind of acclimatize take every all the load and then screwed my hip up because originally i diagnosed myself with fai and i rehabbed fai for more or less tabular impingement did that know how to rehab that know what it is cool did all my testing thought it was that got rid of that then it just went straight into my capsule and into my adductor and i was like brilliant all right wasn't fai <laughs> okay got rid of got rid of one symptom but it was a classic treat the symptom not the cause Awesome time, yeah. well done. Um, yeah, but that's that's why you don't treat yourself. So I need to actually reach out. So cool. Um, yeah. So I think we covered that topic pretty much. I think that it, it, the only uh, if we were to say that about incline benching and that kind of stuff, Dan, would you say you need an arch in that? Uh, the thing this is this is this is the i think this is a a tricky one because obviously the bench press is like flat bench blah 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 this is probably an absolute load kind of lift it's kind of a gold standard of benching once you start raising that incline up um then it's kind of don't really care how much you're lifting you probably want it to be recruited better or like flat and whatever and you're just hitting those muscles that you're trying to hit so i think that's the answer that you're going for before I, i probably cut you off before you said that but 
Um, yeah, I, I just think it's less of an issue. And I think as you as, as you go more upright, you, do, you need you need less and less of an arch because yes. you know if you're doing a shoulder press and you've got full of full arch on, like you're basically just trying to get your chest involved. Um, so it's one of those things that as as the the incline comes up, you do need to think a little bit uh, more about reducing that arch. But again, because you then have a little bit less leg drive, just because of the position you're in, you don't need it as much. So quick uh, tips for that: exhale. Woo, crazy. Yeah. <laughs> but people take that big breath before you go that's an of chest up go big breath yeah bit breath out and then suddenly your ribcage just presses down pushes into the floor pushes into the back of the bench and yes you're, you're pretty much set it's going to be harder no matter what but also as well the more on an incline you go the the more likely you are to go with a dumbbell than a barbell if you're yeah. seated so therefore as well you're lifting less load so you need less bracing um, overall whereas a bench press obviously a flat bench you're lifting as much load as possible in that position whereas as you go incline even if you were to use barbell you'd use less load because you're not strong but most people as they go up use dumbbells over barbells so again even then the load's reduced even more so they're the other things that you have to think about and actually it's not as much of a concern that lower back position on those sort of angles um, but again you do see some some posts like about the angle of the arch means that you don't hit your inclined chest, you're just hitting your flat chest or whatever, and it's like, well, just lift the bench up a bit. Just lift the incline that way. Yeah. Um, like as long as you know <laughs> as long as you know what you're doing, like I saw AJ Morris's post recently and he was doing a, a, a shoulder overhead shoulder press on like a I would call it like a maybe seventy five degree maybe angle on the bench. Degree. No, 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 I'm um, a fan, no, because I do the same thing. He was just thing. like yeah, yeah. he was just like I don't feel any chest recruitment is I focus purely on my delts. And it, again, it's that thing of if you think about the muscle you're trying to use rather than just moving the weight unnecessarily, you can do that. Um, I'd bet my bottom dollar if he was doing a barbell bench press, uh, sorry, a barbell overhead press, he would be thinking a bit differently about it and it's just about getting the fucking weight up. But because he's got dumbbells, a little bit less load, he can focus more on muscle recruitment and, and work what muscles he wants to use to do the lift. And yeah, it looked quite good. And again, it's one of those positions where his back was, was pretty much flat against the bench, didn't have any excess arch and he felt like it was a strong position for him. And again, that's for him, that works great. And I think there needs to be more of that in the world. I don't think as this absolute like that's how everyone should do it never is never is that no. way at all. and believe it or not little sneak peek because uh a lot of my clients i don't flat dumbbell bench them <gasps> i put them at a 15 degree incline because yeah. of i'm like oh you're probably gonna curve anyway so yeah <laughs> i'm gonna raise you up a little bit so it nullifies that cool all right done that's where then and their shoulders a little bit safer then we'll go through that incline then they push back up towards their shoulder no matter what whereas when they're normally benching they probably won't um or they don't slightly they have that's quite hard to learn sometimes i'm a fan of the 15 degree because it's not really it's not really it's not really an incline it's not really no, flat it's just, it's a, like that. just in a little in between yeah, and it's just a little bit safer it's fine. Like it. nobody's like getting it you love getting <laughs> between mate all right um let's move on so an interesting topic Posted in a story by Mr. Lukey Worthington, the balloon guy, if anybody knows that. Um, he posted on his story was, so two choices. What would you rather your trainer be? Experienced or educated? Go. Let me to go first. Um, <laughs> I... I would, and then he. But before before you answer, he also did put out a post after that post of uh, of the voting, and he said it was interesting to see the people who voted for which one, yeah. and um, people who follow his page. He kind of pointed out that athletes 
tended to choose experience. Uh-huh. Like I want experienced trainers, experienced coaches. Coaches tended to choose educated. I I would go with experienced because I believe that I am a far better coach now than I was when I was twenty three, and I'm not that much more educated now. Um, yeah, and I am maybe through my experiences. You could argue that I've learned, but I think that like with anything or anyone I've ever known or spoke to is like people say, like for example, for my degree, I use barely any of my knowledge for my degree from like like as a day to day thing. Um. But then I have learned from my experience of fucking up I th- and failing. I think I, I reference then... your master's thesis more than you do. Because I've talked, I talked about, I literally talked about it today. Oh, thank <laughs> you. Um, and, I, and I think, and I, but the only reason I say that is because I know a lot of educated people who, who are just awful, awful trainers, awful coaches, um, <laughs> because they can't get their point across. They can't speak the language of the people they're working with, um, and. I know a lot of educated people who have fallen for gimmicks. Like you have to look at fucking someone like Tim Noakes, the most educated person probably um, known known to man, who's a fucking believer in the keto diet and believes that insulin's killing people. It's like ridiculous, but he's very educated. Um, and I just think that if I had to pick one and I had a gun to my head, then I would. If someone said to me now, you can keep either your experiences or your education, I would keep my experience because I believe that that over time educates you. Whereas I don't think you can go through an education and get an experience of doing this job effectively um and i think a lot of the better trainers that i've spent my time with they're very clever but whether that's because of their education or their experience i think most of them it's their experience and a lot of the times you speak to very very good coaches the reason they're very very good coaches is because they've coached for a very very long time and they've coached a lot of people i don't know many many very very good coaches who are fresh out of university from day one. Put it that way. Um, so I would go with that if I had to. Yeah, I think the fresh out of university possibly has a has a, like a better learning curve or a steeper, well, they, they'll get there quicker, maybe, um, just through critically thinking and being able to evaluate. But I'm going to fall on the same side as you, Dan. I would go experienced. Um, based off the fact that yeah they would see more people seen more things probably tried more stuff and mm. hopefully if I'm not saying they're educated but they they might have thought critically about over their time during their career and realised oh this probably works this is what generally ha- seems to happen that they start seeing patterns within within exercises or within like uh, people within certain populations whatever clientele they tend to deal with They'll mm. they'll pick that up through their experience. We we can we can we can read research like all the time, but good researchers are generally not good coaches, and vice versa. So yeah, I think I think that kind of sums it all up. I would rather have yeah a heavily heavily experienced person. Obviously, maybe their maybe their education is outdated, but then they will eventually get phased out. That's that, and then it will catch up with them. But for the for the yeah for the quick draw, I'd go experienced. I'm guessing so. Luckily, we don't have to pick. 
But no, luckily we don't have to. But we don't um, have a gun to our head right now, believe it or not. And we'd probably pick both. Um, I'd get educated and then get experience. But that's the whole catch twenty. I said before, like it's the catch twenty two of when you're coming out of uni and you need experience to get a job, and then you get knocked back because you're like, oh, you haven't got the experience for this position. But I was like, oh, but I've, I'm educated. It's like, yeah, but you need to still go pay your dues. Yeah, mm. you do. But you're going to get to your end goal probably faster than the person who didn't do the education chances are that I'm not saying that's going to happen yeah. to everybody but that's that's the point of doing a degree or that's the point of doing your further education because you're going to accelerate your basically mm. your, your your ladder um, I suppose as well from doing education you, you know through your experiences you, you realise what is a lesson I suppose you realise what things to disregard and what things to listen to more and all that sort of stuff but yeah. um but I know a hell of a lot of coaches who are very, very good who've got no education. Yeah, 100%. Um, yeah. But I don't know many good coaches that have got no experience and fuckloads of education. That's the only reason I, I kind of go with that mm. that way of doing and it. Yeah, it's also yeah coaches. We didn't ask researchers. It'd be the flip, the, the flip side. Oh, 100%. Yeah. yeah, like research. Yeah, again. <laughs> so it's coaches. It's people that are spending time with people, not people spending time with books. It's fine. And interesting as well, a lot of the athletes chose... Chose experience because I think they understand, like they get it. Like there are some things you know that you can't do in a lab or whatever, and there's some yeah. things you can't learn in books and things like that. And I think that's 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 quite an interesting. And I think we we talk. I, I guess a lot of guys talk. I know Phil Lerney talks about it a lot. It's just like you've got to adhere to your audience as well and your clientele and who's going to pay your your wages. And it's not going to be other trainers more than likely. So no. being as the educated guy in the room, great, cool. Has he got the most clients? Maybe not. Um, definitely not with me. So it's fine. Not either. I'm not the most experienced in the room. I'm not the most educated in the room, mate. So <laughs> most idiotic in the room, more than likely, mate. Yep. Probably the richest, actually, for you. It probably will be youngest, be youngest, richest, youngest richest. in the room, youngest and youngest. richest. Youngest, definitely not richest. Uh, I hang around with fucking oh, Josh. Nah, I've seen the rooms you hang Josh around. Josh and in. Josh and Luke, yeah. mate. Come on, Ki- yeah. King True. Nike trainer and LDMN educator. Whatever. I'm just like you're a peasant, mate. Really, I'm actually a peasant between those two. Those are the two monkeys I hang around with. They are both older than me, so it's fine. Yeah, you got a bit of time to catch up with them. I got to catch them. Yeah, that's the only thing, um, which is sad. Right. That's enough uh, content, mate. So the real issue why we're here today is the biscuits. The biscuits, mate. Yeah, the biscuit I, need get, I, need to, I need to get this also, up. Also, well, I'm pretty sure he, he might catch this in the next week or so. Um, as we were talking, one of my clients posted his biscuit list. Interesting. Very interesting. And we can rip that one apart as well, mate. I was about to say, should we just tell that one? <laughs> uh, right, here we go. The biscuits. The biscuits. I've got them up. Right. Um, so brought to you by Muscle Food again. We've got to give them a oh, shout out because there's yeah. clearly somebody in our community group or listens to the show. Hello, Muscle Food, if you're there. Um, oh, I'm just to pick out the ones that I know, though. So this is this is the interesting thing because they've, they've... on Previously, there was... All the packets were on, right? So we had to decipher... Um, shout out to everybody who tagged us in this by the way hopefully they got the message hopefully you must have listened to the show um, but there's there's some stuff on here that yeah you got to properly so I took a screenshot because I need to zoom in properly to uh, actually look at these yeah. so also don't know what a Tim Tam is whoever they, they posted yeah. that on the group it's an Australian thing isn't it yeah fuck uh, off Australia we're not in England <laughs> fucking England 
Um, yeah, I like penguin bars. If that's a Tim Tam, then that's fine. Apparently, you can, but you can drink drink things through a Tim Tam, which is cool. It's like, like a that. Twix. It's like a Twix. I is it a Twix? Like you can get Twixes, can't you? Where you but can drink tea through them. Can you do that through a Twix? It's all gold yeah. caramel inside, can you? Yeah, if you bite the two ends off and suck it, apparently you can. Um, right, I'm going to buy a load of those. Cool, like, I'm keen to buy get like... this. <laughs> um, what we got? So are we going so, top to bottom? Yeah, bottom pla- to top? Pla- uh, let's go top to bottom. So platinum's here. We've got chocolate hobnobs. Brilliant. Fig rolls. What? What the fuck? <laughs> Oreos. Oreos, yeah. I, Oreos are okay. And then I don't know what the hell that is. I don't know what it is either, no. It looks like, do you know what it looks like? It looks like a Ritz. Yeah, it does, like, doesn't it? It does look like Ritz. It I can't be. imagine that would be there because But that, they are called Ritz sweet. biscuits, aren't they? Or Ritz, well, yeah. But, but they're crackers, I mean, aren't they? It's whoever the fuck did this should be shot for putting them anywhere near the sweet biscuits. But, um, they are so good, yeah, though. I'm happy for chocolate hobnobs to stay there and I'm happy for Oreos to stay there. The yeah. other two can fuck off. Um, gold Gold tier. tier. Plain digestives. What no. Get out of here. Right? And <laughs> then, then he's got, got like... They look like oat crumble mate, biscuits. They're, they're ginger nuts. Are they? Well, they can fuck off as well. Ginger nuts. No chance, mate. <laughs> That's just a ginger biscuit. It's quite hard and it's quite like crispy. Uh, jammy Dodgers. Them. Very good biscuit. Underrated, Jammy Dodgers. Very underrated. But not, uh, the, not the massive ones. If everybody had a massive Jammy Dodger in like Costa or something, they're terrible. Don't do it. No. No, 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 no. Um, and, <laughs> and then I think they are... And then whatever's BN. next to it. It's not BN, a BN. BN. No, a BN's different shape, mate. Cause yeah, they are I'm about square, to because be these like, are round. Yeah, these are round. I think we might as well just say BN because the BN should be on the list and then it should be right at the top. Yeah. But Yeah. I'm happy for I'm happy for those... To, I'm happy for Jamie Dodgers to stay in the gold tier rather than platinum for now. Um, they're okay. And then silver tier, we've got penguins. I mean, they go straight to the fucking top. That's chocolate biscuit yeah. with chocolate cream wrapped in chocolate. <laughs> like, ridiculous. Um, and then you've got some sort of like lemon biscuits. I'm happy for them to stay down the bottom. Um, pink panther wafers, like pink wafers. They're good. They are good. They are. Uh, you can polish them off top. as well. They need to go either top or gold. They need to go you don't, you, don't, you don't generally buy them a lot, though. Gold. Tricky. I'm happy for gold to be, them to be in gold. Yeah, I don't know then, what that is. That's nothing, that one. It's like a beehive cake. Yeah, and then bronze <laughs> here, we've got lemon puffs. I mean, who the fuck is that? a lemon puff in their life? <laughs> Ridiculous. Um, and then the next one is actually one that should be at the top. They are the Nutella wafers. Oh, I've one? never no, I've not. Because I, I was about, I was like, imagine, it looks like a pink panther wafer, but no, I can't the stop pink, pink wafer. Imagine the pink wafer, but with Nutella. That's cool. Yeah, they're amazing. Um, you can get them at Costa as well. And also, like, we get them sometimes for Isabel. She likes them. I eat most of them. Um, <laughs> and then you've got, like, do you remember a nice... Nice, nice biscuit. It's literally... I used to love them at school. Right. You've literally has the word nice on it. It's, it's, it's they're, they're fine. Just, it's, it's fine. It's fine. And then you've got some sort of chocolate cow pat. I don't know what the fuck that is. That is. Uh, <laughs> and on the, on the meh tier, which is the worst one, I don't know what toppy, top, toppy pops are. Never seen them. They don't. They look like chocolate covered rice cakes to me. Yeah, doesn't it? Um, and then they've, they've all got a lot of shit, like a chocolate chip Maryland cookie. I mean, there's no way that's at the bottom. There's just no way. No, absolutely. I was literally I was writing that down now. Like Maryland's. And yeah, then that like, looks like a blue ribbon. It does look like a blue. The blue ribbons are good. Like they're not that bad. Blue ribbons, but they're too. Uh, I don't know. They're just like. Ugh. Mm. Yeah, there's, there's, no, there's a lot of air to them. No. But they're better than a lemon puff, mate. Come on. <laughs> um, but I think that the biggest problem here for me is that we 
we're, we're missing some real fundamental. I mean, I've just written one, two, three, four, five that I would add in, and they were going straight to the top. I mean, there's no chocolate coated malted milks for one. I put malted milks on here, yeah. Custard creams. There's no custard, custard creams. creams. I've, mm, they're, all, they're fine, but if you're putting custard cream, then you have to have chocolate bourbons. Bourbons. Sorry. Yeah, bourbons. Yeah, but again, bourbon there for me, like their biscuits should be going in, not lemon puffs, <laughs> not flipping nice biscuits. Like, let's talk about real biscuits for a second here. Um, and there's no, cl- s- there's no kind of classic like rich tea. A chocolate rich tea is a oh, good no, biscuit. No, no, a I'm chocolate not, I'm... rich tea is a good biscuit, mate. You've, mate, we've not even gone into caramel digestives yet. Caramel, oh, caramel digestives, they're b- unbelievable, they are, aren't they? Oh, they are incredible. Like, if nobody's any of that yet, like, you've got the chocolate, like, hobnobs or the chocolate digestive up there, and then underneath the chocolate, they put a layer of caramel, I, so it kind I of sticks believe, it in. It's such an amazing thing. I can't believe that hobnob have not done their own version. I cannot believe it. Well, hobnob should do that. Would, version, that would right? be, that would, would be just the change the game. Biscuit. That would it be would. Um, <laughs> it would be unfair it, on the other biscuits, and that's probably it would. Why it would. Yeah, <laughs> but like I can't believe they've got something like a fig roll, but haven't got like a Garibaldi or something. So you know? these are the ones that I've got here. So they shortbread, uh, maybe shortbread, shortbread right. would be up there. Some sort of chocolate shortbread, would be amazing. So they haven't got BNs. They've got a BN equivalent that doesn't look like BN. Um, yeah. They haven't got party rings. That'd be cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Blast from the past, but yeah, but yeah, they're good. Um, Again, they deserve to be on there ahead of some of these other fucking... Obviously, Bourbons. Um, I've got the stuff that... If I'm away, if I'm in Europe, I buy Princess Biscuits. They're basically like BNs, but round and amazing. Mm. They are really good. Any type it in, Prince, Prince Biscuits or Prince Chocolate Biscuits, they're unbelievable. And then the probably the biscuit I frequent the most, Dan, is... I don't even know how to say it. But it's like a Lubinese or Lubinese. Yeah, the square with the, the chocolate. square yeah, chocolate bit yeah. on the end. Yeah. And you get them yeah, in dark yeah. or milk. Yeah, they incredible. Are so yeah. good. And yeah. I probably buy it like a pack a week. And I'm like, they only, yeah. you only but, get like nine or ten in a pack. Yeah, we've got but... we've got three of the packs in the cupboard. <laughs> exactly. Um, <laughs> like they're, they're not going to last too long. Um, they just for me, they just missed off so many fundamental biscuits that I can't even take it seriously. So. Oh, as well. So I've just gone back to shout out to VJ, set by set. He's just put it on his Instagram. Go follow if that's not on there. So he's put a definitive biscuit tier list. He's only he's only put nine bis- nine sets of biscuits on there, but come on, mate. Step it up. Um, can't be doing that much. But he's, ban- he's a banker. He should be doing some other stuff. Um, set by set. Right, here we go. Um, so you've got chocolate digest. So we've got ultimate good and average. He's a bit... He hasn't gone like... He hasn't tried to insult anybody. It's a bit... It's not that game. Um, wagon wheels, not a biscuit. Rich why, tea. Why can't I see this? I can't see this. Rich tea. Eh, fine. Ginger nuts, cool. You got Fox's bourbon creams, are good. And then something we've missed out, mate, is Biscoff. Oh, mate, yeah, they are. There we go. <laughs> Just for that, VJ, like, we've missed them off. Biscoff biscuits. But yeah, there we go. Top. So, mate, top three. Give us your top three, and give us your bottom three. Oh man, there's too many to choose from. I can't. No, no, do come it. on, come on, come on, come on. You got to do it. Oh, um, for me, the top three um, is the caramel digestive is number one, uh, without a doubt. Custard cream. I'm a sucker for custard cream. I do love a custard cream at two, and then. I'm gonna have to go now. You throw it in there, Biscoff number three. Yeah, cool. It's got to be that way. I've got 
Lubnez, whatever that biscuit is called. Lubnez. If you, <laughs> if you know I'm sure it's not even called a Lubnez. I know. It's, it's, it's always really cool. <laughs> if anyone knows how to actually say that, please post it. Uh, just do a story. It, <laughs> it's fine. Uh, everybody knows what I'm talking about when I say it, though. It's fine. Uh, yeah, I go caramel chocolate di- uh, digestives. Unbelievable. Um, and then I like Prince biscuits. They're um, I think they're awesome. So, oh, sorry, it's a pound. Um, but yeah. Worst biscuits. Some of these are awful. I've I don't even want a fig roll thing. Anything with lemon on it can't stand. Right, mate. We need more lists. People, I love a list. Ranking. Boom, 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 boom. Get them. I love the ranking. Um, love rankings them. are a good thing. Definitely need to come up to that. All right. Um, I think we bring this show to a close. So uh, let us know if you had. What would you want, experienced or educated? I realise that we probably swayed you towards experience now, but if there's somebody that's like, no, the most educated man is the best, that's no, fine. Um, Danny, any news on your end this week? No news is good news, my friend. No news is good news. Amazing. Um, nothing from me. Obviously, you, you all can't wait out to find the results from my hip MRI. I will tell you exactly what is wrong with me. Then please take the piss, um, and that'll be amazing. Right. I just hope, I just pray to God that they go, there's nothing wrong with you. You're just being a pussy. <laughs> and you end up being a pussy. Brilliant. Yeah. It'd be amazing. <laughs> and uh, Dan's going to go to Black Bear Burger this week, uh, hopefully. I don't know. Are you? Yeah, well, we'll see on Saturday night. It depends on what time the event yeah. finishes. If anybody's from Saturday. London as well, Dan's, uh, Dan's in London on, on Saturday. I am not, unfortunately. Um, I'm in Kent. So, yeah, I'm not going to go see Dan. In, in the country house for the weekend. So, don't <laughs> yeah, worry mate. about it, guys. Uh, of he's, course. He's penthouse during the week. <laughs> it's uh, the Garden of England. Got to just pop down, haven't I? Um, it's fine, mate. We will catch you next week. See you later, guys. <laughs>